It's all that to say, I haven't had a lot of trouble getting used to my ring because I got something comfy to begin with. I didn't get a lot of ornate decoration. I also chose to go with gold because I had heard too many people say, well, you know, if you get this really awesome titanium one, it won't, they won't be able to cut you off and they'll have to cut your finger off if you're ever working on heavy machinery or a, you know, or an engine or anything. When have you ever worked on heavy machinery? And that's the funny part. <laughs> Talk as loud as you want me to talk. That's that's a good volume right there. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to our Humble Beer Podcast. The humbler side of craft beer. Yeah. <laughs> that's our new tagline if you didn't realize that. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because we're we're not we're not the cool side. We're not the uh the the snooty side of craft beer, if you will. The snooty. Snooty. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool. So we're um recording live from the um Il Casa. It's not really live. No, yeah, yeah. We're recording. I was trying to be like a, a like a TV announcer for a second, like a Live from Neyland Stadium. <laughs> Live from the Hills household. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, drinking some terrapin. Terrapin. He went all corporate. You you went all corporate on, on us today. You got, I did. Uh, you got Ballast Point. Oh, Ballast Point. Ballast Point. We've got terrapin. And we got. So we're basically drinking Coors and Corona. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. We're bringing Miller and Corona right now. That's a horrible, horrible <laughs> analogy, DJ. I mean, well, that's just who owns just, them. I yeah, mean, okay, <laughs> yes, but but that's still a horrible, horrible way to think about it. I know. I, I kid. I kid. I know. It's still it's like, still tasty beer. I know it is tasty beer. Huh? So I mean, are you one of these people like just that give up on a brewery once they get they get some money injected by? The big dogs. See, no, I mean, no, like, I'm not. I'm I'm a capitalist. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a capitalist, and and here's here's the thing, DJ. You know, we've we've spent um, over twenty episodes now, if you can believe that. Really, talking twenty, 20 talking to brewers, talking to owners, and the one commonality that I find amongst a lot of the people that are starting these breweries, especially some of the newer stuff. Um, even some of the more established breweries that aside from your really awesome folks like Oscar over at Highland Brewing, you find that a lot of these brewers are guys that are a little bit older, they have some money, and typically they want to invest in a brewery. Now, this is not always the case. we got some young folks, especially locally. we got some younger breweries in town and stuff, but everybody starts a brewery. Um, I, well, let me rephrase this. Not everybody. A lot of people start a brewery with the intent of making money. Um, I don't think anybody starts this business and thinks, hey, I'm not going to make a dime and I'm going to be happy with that. Um, I think it's a testament to their product when they build to sell. I don't think it's a bad thing. What can become a bad thing is if it gets watered down. 
if the um, if the beer starts becoming crap because they push all the original people out of the way or they just decide to make it a brand name and not actually use the beer they started out with. And when, it, when that happens, I'm going to shy away. If, if Terrapin literally just becomes another Miller, you know, Miller beer or something like that, then I'm, I'm going to walk away. But Terrapin is still Terrapin. It's still the same beer that we've had before. The only thing that changed was the ownership. And they are able to distribute larger and wider now. And I, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think I think that these a lot of the people that that start in this business again are out for money, and in the end they're going to be happy when they make money on it. Um, and, me, and I don't they, think there's anything wrong with that. For me, though, I mean, we've used this analogy before the whole uh, um, indie band thing. Yeah, and I'm sorry, like when the my when your fa- my favorite indie band sells out, it's hard for me to get inside of about that new record when they come on that that huge label or when they're when everybody knows about them. Yeah. Um cuz they were they were my band. They were they were there were something that I cherished. And now and they were part, they were if it, if it's a, a brewery in North Carolina that I would travel to and love and also now you can get them anywhere they lose the mystique. They do. Um uh, and like even with um when Terrapin, I mean, I remember when it was just Terrapin was first in Knoxville, and it was just something yeah. new, different. But now we're probably going to be seeing Terrapin everywhere. Balance Point, they came to they came to Knoxville like it was something that um, was something sought after. Sculpting, go get it, find it. Uh, would drive to mm-hmm. places so you could bring it back. Now it's it's Knoxville, and it's lost its mystique. Um, and and thing, but is it now? It's going to be it's going to be sold everywhere. And can they keep the same quality? Um, that's and that, I mean Terrapin. Well, keep, I mean I'm drinking the we're drinking the high five, and I I, I don't really taste any of the difference right now. No. But in it's five not. years, is it going to be a difference? It depends on how they scale it. If they if they acquire these breweries and then expect them to scale to a level where it's like national or international distribution, then yeah, there probably will be somewhat of a difference. But part of the reason Miller Coors even got a relationship with Terrapin to begin with, and I actually found this out when I visited them this summer, was the fact that they weren't getting the money they needed to really be able to do everything they did because Terrapin started out with a, a lot of investors and a lot of interest from the community down there in Athens. And while that's great, you've also got a lot of people vying for attention anytime a decision needs to be made. And the very political response I got from the guy giving us the tour, which, by the way, I was on a tour with some of the Miller Coors folks, um, which I found really, really intriguing now that all this has come about. Um, and I've probably seen part of why they were down there. But um, he was he was saying that, you know, that allowed them to cut out a lot of the minutiae that was keeping them from being able to make decisions on their brewing, on their growth, on their expansion. And the money in the infusion for Miller Coors actually allowed them to improve their canning process, has allowed them to do a lot of good things. So at least in the short term, it's been a good thing. The other thing you have to realize, too, is that one of the reasons these big companies, Miller Coors, ABM, Vev, all these people are buying all these smaller breweries right now is because for, I think, the second year running, the craft beer industry has taken about a 15% market share away from these major breweries that's why they're trying to do all this stuff to say you know their marketing campaigns are hey just be the regular guy and drink our miller light or our bud light or whatever you know they're 
they're really trying to push people, I think, to to just you know either be the regular guy and drink that, or if you can't beat them, beat them, join them, which is kind of the irony. They're they're rebelling in one sense with their public image for like Bud Light, like the what is the Bud Light campaign? Yeah, Super Bowl commercial. They was like um like um, don't drink the orange or the pumpkin whatever beer. Drink the classic American like. They try to drink the one that tastes like water, basically. Exactly. <laughs> but but uh, like on one, on the other hand, you have you have a Sierra Nevada that hasn't sold out. That still um, fam, family owned, pr- pretty much. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it's publicly traded. And a lot of people don't like the history of and the way. Um, no, they're not publicly traded. They're so private. They're so private. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I wasn't sure if it right off the hand. No. I know Sam Adams is. Yeah. But. Uh, um, like a lot of people don't like the history of Sam Adams and stuff, how they came to be, um, how it was more of a, a concept that f- they f- they fit the brewery around than a brewery that, if you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying, yeah, they, it was more they they took an idea and a, a marketing almost a marketing theme, um, and but I, see I think I like Jim Cook because he's I mean he's one he's one of the people that brought craft beer to everybody on a, on a larger scale. And that's one of the reasons why they keep on pushing back the, uh, the definition of craft because, because he gets so bigger and all people, and you have some people in the craft beer world that love, um, Sam Adams and some people hate them. I, I like them because at least they're not like giving up to the big guys and like a, a stone. Um, there's yeah. a lot of great, Big um, craft breweries are going, that are going big, and they're turning around and helping the smaller breweries. Yeah, from so they don't have to sell out to the the Miller Coors, and Miller the Coors. Well, I mean, but um, there was a well, Devil's Backbone well, did that. I yeah. almost, I, I will say, I, I'm even though I don't judge for people that want to do that, I, I will also say that. You know, by that same standpoint, I was heartbroken when I found out that after our interview with Devil's Backbone, they went public. Like, yeah, Not they, public, they, sorry. They, they, they didn't bought. go public. They got bought by um, by a major distributor. Who who did they get bought, bought yeah, by? I think I it was, was Budweiser. It was Budweiser? Yeah, that's what wrong, I thought. No, I think you're right. You can Google that. I'm, I'm sure we'll have fans that will comment and let us know uh, if we're wrong on this. Um, but you have, uh, I think you have like, it was a lesion and um, brewing company in um, uh, Oregon. And I thought this is, I don't have, I should, we should, I should be prepared, but this is, uh, <laughs> it's okay. This is the shoot the bull episode. So, yeah. Kind of, yeah. But, uh, so I think a lesion, they, they came in, they got the injection of money from, um, either Miller, like one of the top two Miller Coors or uh, Budweiser yeah. or whatever. Um, and they thought it was just going to be helping their, helping their, um, spread their brand, helping their distributing. Then they, then Miller Coors wanted to change recipes. I think the uh, head brewer ended up leaving and going somewhere else. Yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. Yeah, and like if a major company company come come in and help them just spread the brewery and help them out and not change anything, influx of money and just get a piece of the pie. Yeah, I don't mind it, and that's why I wouldn't mind like a if a Sarah Nevada or a Stone. I think Stone's trying to do stuff like that. Is put stuff underneath their umbrella and help them out because 
they're more beer centric and less money centric. And mm-hmm. I and I understand money is the name of the game. And you're you say you're a capitalist, mm-hmm. and you and you want to grow the grow the uh, econ- that's a part of growing the economy and and growing and having Healthy money competition and competition. But also the, you have to be true to the 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 art of beer, even yeah. though we want to be the uh, humble beer podcast, mm-hmm. but we don't want to be so humble we're drinking a lot every day, too. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about getting some Natty Light <laughs> for this episode, <laughs> just to prove how humble we are. Um, <laughs> hey, um, um, this, uh, hats off What's to up? our uh, um, friend, um, Matt Cummings at Pretentious. Yeah. And we went to his uh, uh, grand opening of his uh, shop on we last week. Yeah, and, that was awesome. And, and he crafted, Artly crafted a glass for every single beer that they had. Or he crafted which, is, glass. which is impressive, but yeah. I'm really wondering how long those are going to stay yeah, in his in his pub. Like, I know. So he, he, but he had a different glass for all the different beers that you could try. And he and he's, he's going to serve his own, but it's, I think it was... It was just um, yeah kegs that um, um, he got um, after January. After January, yeah. gonna start but after it was just January. it was it was just uh, just regular craft beer, not not his own. That was he was serving just to get getting the pub rolling, and uh, um, he had the fitting glass, and we got that w- wonderful glass that was etched in red, red plastic. Yeah, for our PBR that we had at his at which. His, at his party. <laughs> Which, and, by the way, I absolutely and, love uh, that after all the glasses that they have, if you order a PPR there, it comes in a red solo cup. It comes That's in a red solo cup. amazing. And it was awesome. The Humble Beer Podcast was drinking a PBR at Pretentious Beer and Glass Company. <laughs> I mean, that was, I don't know why that was just hilarious to me. I, I thought it was, well, we wanted to prove our humility. Right. You know, yeah, I was, think that's that's what it is. Um, when it comes to beer. But no, I mean, just, just going back to the whole, like... Um, just just going back to the whole corporate thing like again i'm not i'm not saying that like you i'm not i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm not upset if they go go with a major distributor or get bought out at the end of the day a lot of these guys are you know ready to be in a place where they're retired yeah, by the like, time they get to that point I mean, a lot I mean, a lot of it a lot of people i was i was an article that i read one time a lot of the older craft breweries are they're using the sell to um, embed war milliliters as a um, retirement strategy. Yeah, um, and I can see that, but also I totally see that. I mean, a lot. I mean, when you want to pass it down, like because I mean, we um, we have we interviewed um, Holland, and he passed it down to his daughter. Yeah, I mean that's that's the cool story with that one. Had King Grossman. Yeah, uh, Sir Nevada passed it down to his son, and yeah, um, and so. Why not just keep it in the family and keep it going instead? But I don't know. But maybe I think you've got. I think you've got a lot of factors at play there. You've got you've got business people that have created a company that is strong, robust, and has a family atmosphere where you can do that. And the two the the ones you mentioned are definitely ones where that is the case. Uh, but I also think on the other side, you've got um, some breweries that may not survive if the owner leaves. Or may not survive if one key element's not there, um, or the owner just says, you know, I'd rather have the money now than just let this, you know, hand this off. They may not have the family to send it to. They may not have, 
you know, the child that's interested in being in their business, you know. So I think there's a lot of factors there that, that really, you know, affect whether they want to, you know, stay court, whether they want to sell out to the man, so to speak, or whether they want to stay the course and really develop, um, develop the business. And I think it's just all a matter of whatever they want out of the company. So, um, again, I don't judge. Um, I will be very sad if quality goes downhill, and I think that'll be obvious if it does. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, like, a ballast point has been, uh, um, I mean, it's been more of the, especially in here in the southeast, because um, I'm sure that other people who are listening in other parts of the country Sure. Have an affinity for Highland or affinity for, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe even Terrapin. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 for breweries that you can't get in your area because, and that's what the, that's the way I looked at Ballast Point. When I hold it that they sold, I was like, I mean, when somebody called you up and, oh, I got some sculpting, you were like, oh, let's go, let's go. Yeah. Let's go, go, go have some. Um it was something that was exciting. And now I think it's it, it's, it's lost that kind of. And I think it would have kept that like um, bells. Um, yeah. I love bells, and bells is in Knoxville now. And it wasn't, and bells have been around since the what eighties. Yeah. Um, but even though it's been around for a long time, it was very readily available in Michigan, and you could, and you. I, mean, I think we could got it. We could get it in the the in Georgia and states around us, but still, for the fact of not being able to get it in Tennessee. Yeah, and, and drinking too hard. It and they had a they had their little their spat. I think it's still going on with them. Innovation Brewing Company with uh, some trademark. Uh, um, oh yeah, um, yeah. We talked about that a yeah, while back. Yeah, well, I think that's been settled, or if it's it's working, or it's in, it's getting close, or something. Mm-hmm. But but I hate when a big brewery does that. But um, at least they they I mean they at least they haven't. Sold out to like a um, major breweries like that. These are they're trying to protect their image and stuff. But also, why not give your money to like or why don't you invest in Innovation Brewing Company instead of trying to pick it on for for a uh, pick it on for a um, copyright thing. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, well, co- copywriting, as as we know, is a, is a big part of um, I think some of the quote unquote IP intellectual property that you know all about copywriting stuff in Knoxville and Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got more on that to come later this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there's 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 a lot there, and and yeah, again, um, I, I think it, it's just going to vary depending on the brewery. Um, you know, as to what they're going to want to do and what they can do. Um, again, Highland's got a great name in the Southeast, and they've decided they only want to be the Southeast Brewing Company. And I think that that's to, that's to their advantage. And that's what makes them unique and a company that won't, with any real expectation, won't sell out to a major distributor um, like an AB InBev or, um, you know, Miller Coors, but um, I think they're also changing their game up. They realize that these craft beer companies aren't just going away. It's not just a fad, and they've been eating it of their profits. So why not buy them, take that revenue, and allow them to still exist? Because they know we're not going to be happy if they if if they buy Terrapin and they turn it into Miller Coors or you know into well, a the, Miller the thing Light. Is, I don't think I like a goose. I take a Goose Island. Yeah, and they, and they bought off. They got they were one of the first 
Domino's to drive. That's true. And I don't drink as much Goose Island as I used to. Um, I I find myself, I think the Titans sell Goose Islands at their football stadium. Um, And I think I've been to a couple other venues where Goose Island is really, um, you can buy it at a sporting event, something like that. And I tend, uh, and I tend my, uh, to buy it when I'm at a sporting event over the Bud Light Miller because I know at least it's going to have a flavor. Like my go-to at any most sporting event is Yingling because I mean, if what, you can get it there, yeah, you can get it there, and it's not, it's it's a, it's not. Um, I mean, still locally, or still not locally, but um, I guess locally in Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, but. Um, it's still family owned, and you're buying it. It's a decent beer. You can have a sporting event, but depending on the distributing, a lot of uh, sporting events don't have Yingling. So yeah, most everybody since Budweiser's everywhere has um, a sporting event has um, Goose Island. Yeah, most of them always. So I will, well, I'm like even though I'm supporting, I'm not supporting the one the, the original Goose Island in, in Chicago when I buy this. Yeah, at least I'm drinking a beer with more flavor at a ball game. Yeah, I, I will say the the most diverse out of all those. Just you mentioned ball games. I think baseball, the most diverse baseball stadium I've been to for beer, by far, has been the Reds Stadium. I'm sure there's another one out there that's probably better than that, but the Reds have a really good variety of beer at their stadium. Speaking of that, tear up in what we're drinking. Yeah, is getting ready to open. They're opening in a pilot system inside the new Brave Stadium. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then I rescind my comment. Yeah, I didn't know. No, that. it's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Brave it hasn't opened yeah. yet. Um, and from what uh, I was reading on, like the the Beer Journal, um, I mean, um, that of course, I guess with their, with their connections with Miller Hoovers, they got into the uh, new Brave Stadium, which is awesome. And they've never had a pilot system. The brewery has never had a pilot system. They've went full production since day one. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they've never really had a. That's 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 what the article was saying. They, I don't I don't know that that's true because I could have sworn they showed us the pilot system, system when did you? we were there. No, I had to pull up the article. <laughs> they they gotta never have a pilot. I mean, they, system. I mean you I have know, to have actually, a test. I know they had a pilot system when we were there. So that's, that's what they were saying. I would question maybe. that, but. I want to. I want to. Yeah, look, look it up. Look but it up. you know how said, trustworthy the internet is with information the these it days. It was like a um, beer journal article, article or whatever. They said they yeah. never really had a pilot system where they tested a lot of. I mean, of course you're going to have testing, quality yeah. control, but they made everything was meant to be full, full batch, not like small batch stuff. Gotcha. I guess maybe that's maybe that's what they're they're meeting. They they had a pilot test test stuff out. Yeah. But they never sold it to the public or anything. No, no. That, that pilot system was there for that exact purpose, to, I mean, to this, model their brewing system and test out new batches of stuff. But this is this pilot system is just going to be making one-offs and, um, Which, and test stuff that are just, are just going to be sold that's at the cool. Brave Stadium. That's really cool. Okay, that's unique. But see, that's what Miller Coors, that's an example yeah. of what Miller Coors has brought to Terrapin. They're still using the brand name. They're still doing that. And they're still around. On the other end of the spectrum, I've also been to the New York Yankee Stadium last year, and this could have changed since I went. The most craft beer you could get there was a Heineken. <laughs> and that's not a joke. It was it was heartbreaking. And, you know, they were selling for like 10 bucks. You know, and a regular Bud was like 8 I mean, it was ridiculous. Um, 
So, so that was my most depressing. And, you know, it's kind of funny because it's kind of like Budweiser's the, the Yankees of beer. And they were in the Yankee Stadium of, well, Yankees. So <laughs> <laughs> so the Yankees of the Yankees, I guess. But, um, yeah, it was just it was dis- it was disappointing, especially when New York has so many good breweries, so many good. Like, I was expecting to see Brooklyn Brewing in there, and they weren't even in there. So um, that was just disappointing to see at the, at the new Yankee Stadium. But. You know, beside the fact. Um, so, anyways, we should probably move on. Uh, <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> find, find the article. I can't find the article. I, I was ready to deleted it for unfactual information. Uh, maybe. Um, but I was swear they they said that they never really had a they, traditional they, pilot system when, when I guess when they were coming up or whatever. But I'm yeah, not sure. Maybe 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 there's some truth to that. Maybe they started on such a small batch brewing. You know, like crafty, they're only what a three barrel system. Yeah. So maybe they started on a three barrel and they never needed a pilot because they were so small starting up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what it meant. I don't know. But they were, yeah. So, but um, when you go to the brace this year, if you're a brace fan, like you should be. Sorry, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, like, I, like, I love East, the Braves. Geez. Of course. No, but the Braves uh, are awesome. No, but if you go to the brace, they're going to have a, uh, Terrapin's going to have a, Little pilot system there. You can taste cool. one-off brews, and hopefully they won't taste like Miller Lite. Yeah. Awesome. So, where have we been all summer? I'm sure a lot of people have been like, "Man, there's not as many podcasts." We were episodes on a boat for a, no, that was more. We were on a boat. We were on a boat. We recorded a lot, and then we released them slowly. In fact, uh, by the time people hear this, they will have heard our last recording from June. <laughs> <laughs> And it's now the end of October. Um, <laughs> we've been rec- we've been working. It's not like we've been ignoring you guys or been trying to uh, trying to do that. But um, DJ, you've had some interesting developments in your life since we last talked. Interesting developments, you could say the least. Uh, um, I got married. Woo! In, tr- in, in humble beer fast, um, humble humble beer style. Yeah. I proposed to my wife. My my, my your wife. My, it's my your wife, wife now. Yeah. I guess I, I won't say. Fast since she wasn't one of You proposed to your girlfriend. girlfriend she's now your wife. wife. Um, at what did what did I do? At a beer festival. Yes, at, at Brewfest on stage. So. On stage, she thought we were doing a, a podcast um, from Brewfest. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I proposed to her. That then we decided to uh, go ahead and just uh, propose to her in uh, on what, June fifteenth or sixteenth, yeah. something that was yeah. the festival. And then we got married the thirty first of July. Was, wow! Yeah, yeah so that's we, right. We, it was short. We, yeah, we surprised everybody. Yeah, yeah, including me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was we, that was quite the experience because it was just a backyard, you know, just a backyard get together. Um, Rachel was wearing white, and I immediately walking in. I remember having a little bit of a red flag. I was like, "She's wearing white." Okay, I know this is like an engagement party that you guys are claiming to have, but. I I wonder if there's something interesting going on here. And y'all had uh, beer from Alliance. And Last Days of Autumn. And Last Days of Autumn. Um, and then you didn't have it there. You had it at another party. They were, but but oh, you yeah, had the, your... Uh, yeah, you you homebrewed for the first time as well. I did homebrew um, for the first time. I mean, I've, I've dabbled in homebrewing and stuff with uh, helping out friends and um, stuff. But I wanted to make a... Um, oh, I said it and, um, so... It's okay. If you're listening, Ratchet, yeah, you, you can kiss it. Um, <laughs> uh, and, um, I was listening to Ratchet, whatever. No, no, I wasn't. Um, 
You're talking about the brew. I know. Homebrew. Homebrew. Um, so we were... So I decided to make a, a, a homebrew for my own my wedding reception. So we had a wedding, wedding reception at the Beard and Beer Market. Traditional. Yep. As is craft tradition. Beer, as is traditional craft beer style. You pick a beer market to have your wedding reception at. Of course. You should. Yeah. So we had a wedding reception there. Um, and um, had my own brew. I made a... I went like go broke or go home. I went for a Trappist style Belgian. It turned out very good. It was earthy. Uh-huh. Uh very I what Belgian I mean. I think it was a little high gravity, if yeah, I remember it about, correctly. It was about eight point five. It was uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think we're past the statutes of limitations on that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um it the keg blue, everybody seemed to love it. Um well, you weren't selling it, so I guess it no, doesn't matter. No, no, everybody seemed to love it. We were we're only giving um about um eight ounce pours of it, so it so, everybody drank it and loved it after eight ounce pours. I mean, Rachel may have given me a very generous pour of it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Everybody seemed to like it though. It was grappy, earthy. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I had I get a little Belgian, a little good Belgian flavor to it. I don't. So I liked it. So, um, um, it was good. It was, it was really tasty, good. So I was good. Hope, the, hoping to. Um, to brew some more beer here in the future with uh, um, my wife, where she does the pink boots. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, man, you're yeah. just you're turning into a real man, DJ. Yeah, you I got know. married. You're getting a house soon, right? Yeah, getting a house. I mean, you're just and and yeah, and then you're also a real man. I've always been a real man. And then you're looking at a real pilot, not a pilot system. You're looking at a homebrew. Yeah, we're gonna, we're probably gonna kit. yeah we'll probably get a homebrew system. Homebrew Ho- system. Hopefully, wow. in our in our house, where I was looking at some systems the other day yeah um so man that's what's that's why i I mean i wanted to do a live podcast from like one of the weddings or wedding receptions but the uh, wife frowned upon that well you know she you know unfortunately for us men weddings are really all about the bride (laughs) and we have to we have to remember that when when we're in those situations so kudos to you for for not getting me killed (laughs) <laughs> Along with you, I think if you if you pulled out the recorder during the wedding <laughs> or during the uh, um, yeah, she she, uh, she if she didn't carry pistols, she would have found one. <laughs> so, uh, she probably had one hidden just to uh, just to ward oh, ward me oh, off. Yeah, like, go no, away. No. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's been that's been exciting. I'm very very proud of you for uh, getting engaged and and finally biting the bullet and getting married and. You know, it, it was. I mean, it's good. Um, I think uh, Gomez, if you're listening, because Gomez has been listening. Okay, he posted on Facebook. He's been listening. So, Gomez, you're, you got to mention in the podcast. Well, I have to let him know that we mentioned him. Um, but well, he'll know if you listen. Uh, he better know. <laughs> but uh, he he his video of our my um, proposal went pretty. He got spread out uh, all all over the inter- interwebs. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. That that. Uh, had a good friend of ours in the beer business. Um, yes, uh, be able to. We had a lot of a lot of our uh, beer buddies able to uh, be there and um, uh, record it and and see the see the fun we had. And we had a lot of the people from all the different breweries we know at the wedding and wedding receptions and stuff. So it was good that uh, the Knoxville beer family is strong. 
Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, so that was, I mean, one of the most exciting things that happened over the summer for you guys. And I know that's what slowed us down a little bit in terms of new podcasting and stuff like that. Um, just for our listeners, you know, obviously you can understand why we've been a little slower. Yeah, you get married and get a house. You're going to be busy. You're going to be a little busy. You're going to be busy. A new job, too. A new job, that's right. You yeah. got a new job. I got a new job. New. So, I got... Um, I'm slinging some floor now. Yeah. Uh, not really, but... But you're, you're throwing it around in the... Uh, uh, in the what would you call it? The warehouse. Yeah. So doing stuff like that. What about you? What, what have you been doing since June? Jeez. It's like we're talking, like we see each other like. All the time. All the time. But we're acting like we're not. We're like, like, we, like we haven't we, even we talked. Have. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, we, we had beer Friday night. We, we were together Monday and Tuesday night actually recording content, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, but me, no, I've been, I mean, we've been on vacation and we've had a, had a fairly relaxing summer, um, just trying to keep the house in order and stuff like that. It looks so, like it. Yes. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I've been working really hard on keeping the house in order. This room's a wreck in case you're wondering, um, those listening right now. It's, uh, yeah, it's fun. But, um, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing groundbreaking to announce. Just been. It's been working hard and keeping busy in, in my personal life and professional life. And then, yeah, just trying to get trying to get this podcast up and figured out, you know, next steps for us and some of the exciting series that we have planned for the fall and, and going into the winter. I think you guys are going to um, really like what we've been working on and, and what we're coming up with. So, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, and speaking of, I guess we can go ahead and jump in. Um, one of the things that we're working on recording right now, which I think you guys will be excited about, is we're doing we're going to be starting um, with one of the new breweries coming up in town, Hexagon Brewing, documenting their starting of their brewery. So we're calling it Humble Beer Podcast presents the making of a brewery, Hexagon, um, or that's a working title for it. But we'll we'll figure it out. But um, you will you won't have to go anywhere else for that. It's going to be part of our podcast series so it'll just be the making of a brewery part one part two and so on um but i think it'll be really fun it's going to be a unique look at um the people behind the breweries how they come to the idea of starting a brewery and what it takes to actually build a brewery and the challenges that come along with that process and um these guys have been working on hexagon for what like two years now i Mm -hmm. think um just trying to get off oh, the ground. Steven's been working on it for 20 years. Well, truly, <laughs> truly for 20 years. And you guys will get to hear all of Steven's story and his background. And um, it'll be fun. It'll be a little bit of a break from our normal interview format as well, which um, I'm finding very nerve-wracking, by the way. I'm just going to say it here. Like, you know, trying to do something that's a little more journalistic in nature and a little less um, a little less just hanging around, shooting the shit, talking. You know, so it's going to be... Um, it's going to be different, but I think it's going to be, be really unique, really fun. And I think you guys will get a lot out of it, especially if you're interested in brewing, say you're a home brewer and you've always wanted to start your own brewery, really hearing from some guys that are in the middle of that process and getting towards the end, what that process has been like and how long it's taken to get there. I think that'll be really helpful, um, for people that really want to know what it's like and the challenges that, that lies, lie there. So, yeah, so that's, 
Um, that's coming soon, probably not too long after we record this. We'll have our uh, record after we release this episode. You'll probably get a good feel for, for all that going on. So, so yeah, so that's, that's me. That's uh, some of the new stuff coming up with the podcast. We're, we're also going to be having interviews with Pretentious and some of the other breweries that have come up in town, as well as circling back around with um, some of the breweries that we've had. Yeah, because, I mean, we, I was, was hoping that we can get some of the ones that we've had on about a uh, year out. Yeah, I mean that would that would be nice um, yeah. um, uh, to see where they're at and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't, we don't don't have to do full. I'm thinking out loud here. You can cut this. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, but let's just get recaps for breweries and stuff. Yeah. I would do a recap episode. I was thinking. Um, really just a follow-up now that they, they're individual breweries that have all had a life for about a year mm-hmm. um, aside from pretentious which just finally got off the ground yeah. a year from when we first recorded with them um, you know everything else will be pretty much guys that have been established now for a year and what that year's been like and and where they're looking to go so yeah I'm with you DJ I'm, I'm looking forward to that Catching up with uh, the crafty folks and everybody individually this time. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's, we'll be fine. It'll be a blast. Um, so, yeah. So, um, just as, as we're recapping, just um, some of the more um, heartbreaking news in our community that's, you know, been um, been on our hearts and definitely would ask that you guys, if, if you're praying folk, if you're Christians or, or not, you know, whatever, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers, please. Um, but we had a, a friend near and dear to us, Ben Siemens, pass away. He was a brewer at Alliance, and um, that's been come as a shock to the community, um, you know. And it, it's been it's been hard on everybody, um, you know, within within this community. Just you know, you don't expect somebody, you know, just to pass away just out of the blue like that and it's it's been it's been it's been a challenge this past month so um yeah so that's been it's been tough dj would you like yeah, to i mean share uh, anything there i know you know you knew him better than i did um uh, I, I mean i knew him reasonably well and just uh get, i got to know him from um the uh beard and beer market um and just having great conversations with him and um uh, hanging out with him and nothing um uh, um, some adventures here and there, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, and then was uh, there um, uh, with him when Alliance opened, and um, saw like, um, and through the process of Alliance going on and growing, and and he was always wanting to have a great conversation with you, and just um, um, love you and care for you, and just want to. Um, um, I just lighthearted fun guy and yeah. loved his uh wife and kids and stuff. We just had a a service for him um last night. Yeah. I'm talking to that well, um uh so but it's been difficult that somebody that some face that uh, just a prevalent face in the culture mm-hmm. is not gonna be there. Um so it's just it's difficult and when it's a friend and um yeah. But uh, just uh, we're gonna just and he was on, he we recorded with him. He were, I think he was on on twice if I look back on it. 
Yeah, 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 I think he was. Yeah. And and I loved what he had to say. I mean, he had such a great grasp of brewing and of craft beer and then also of um of art. And mm. I mean, Ben was an artist, I think I would artist, say an first artist and a, foremost. Yeah. An and, artist, a DJ, a brewer, <laughs> I mean. So. Yeah, and he he was just a great, great friend of the, those people in the community that knew him and um, was just a good friend even to strangers. I mean, when I, I remember just getting to meet him for the first time, and I mean, the first conversation we had on the podcast was about art and craft beer. In right. fact, um, we're going to leave a little clip of that audio up here at the end of this podcast, um, just in tribute to him. Um, so if you guys want to listen after the outro, uh, you'll be able to hear that. But um, but yeah, he was he was respected, he was loved. Um, it was heartbreaking. It was really sad. Yeah, it was, it was sad. So um, just uh, just yeah, thoughts and prayers for his family um, mm. as they go through a hard time, and then for his friends in the community. Yeah. I mean, it's. It again. It was it was a shock to everybody, um, and it was very unexpected. So um, so yeah, just just a tough time. But yeah, thoughts and prayers yeah. for that. I mean, I think um, that um, uh, alliance is uh, moving forward with um, head steam in his honor. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna they're gonna keep on keeping on, and yeah. um, they have a uh, uh, great guy Ryan. To mm-hmm. um, help brew with um, Adam, with Adam, and I think people, um, and then, and the whole entire beer community has been absolutely awesome. Yeah, and support and stuff. So, um, uh, cheers to Ben. Cheers to Ben. Uh, so, but I mean, that's I mean, wow, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy uh, summer into fall. Yeah. So, and on top of all of that, we we would be remiss, and let's let's definitely make sure this doesn't just stay on the sad note. Let's we have for the second year running Woo! one top knocks <laughs> for our podcast. Which thank you guys for voting. Thank you guys for um, for thinking of us, loving us um, well enough to vote for us in the top knocks um, competition. So. I know it was a heated challenge. It was a heated competition, and uh, we're very happy that we were able to win. So, um, <laughs> very, very proud of that. Um, I was very, um, no pun intended, humbled, though, oh. by the fact that some of our other friends got, uh, I think, an honorable mention mm-hmm. in the Top Knox competition and um, posted as they said they didn't ask anybody, they didn't try to self-promote or do anything to get anybody to vote for them. And um, DJ and I definitely like we're hawking our wares, trying to get everybody that, oh, yeah. everybody that we could vote for us, vote for us. I hooker by crook. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, Mike McConnell. Um, <laughs> thanks for making me feel like a used car salesman. <laughs> but I want to come and... To Sugar Mama's one day with the like a like a grungy like suit yeah and like start like handing out something or I don't know I'll, I'm gonna make it look like a used car salesman that should have been my you Halloween could, <laughs> dang it you could say they uh, served us a, a good helping of humble pie but well, he did he he did <laughs> but we got him a mention in our podcast little clip uh huh in the Mercury 
So they got they got like double <laughs> promotion. They got double promotion because of us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's... He owes me a brownie. Yeah, at least. Oh, yeah, at least. Or like, well, no, they make all kinds of good. Little well, again, bars. humble pie. Why don't we have um, Hannah yeah. actually make us a humble we pie? We need to. I don't know what that is, but they should make it. <laughs> well, Hannah would make it, and it would be delicious. It'd be amazing. It would be delicious. It would be making, and he would. They would pair some wonderful craft beer to go with it, and we could have some humble pie and some craft beer. Mm, that sounds so good. <laughs> I'm I'm totally down, Hannah. Please make us humble pie. Yeah. Deserved to us. <laughs> and I'm going to promote this to Mike to listen to it. So, <laughs> Mike, you've got to listen, listen to this to most recent podcast, <laughs> which, which he will, um, uh, I'm sure. So, oh, that's hilarious, dude. Um, so, yeah, so lots of lots of exciting developments. I, I, I can't also, I, I do have to speak to this because I'm just pretty happy. Um, we've been upgrading our equipment as we've been going. So, you guys have probably noticed even this episode. Um, much higher quality now than See, we used to be. He can um, edit out, out my burps even better. I actually can, yeah, because oh, I've got you so separated to a separate channel now. So when you burp, you know, <laughs> it won't be that hard to edit out. <laughs> as I burp, as I burp. Um, yay beer. Um but yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been a fun ride, and we're, we're excited. And I do have to also on the audio quality piece. Big shout out to my friend Hasib. Um, he's been he's been helping give me some tips and tricks on audio, as well as just some help with the podcast and some good insight into what we should be doing next. So uh, definitely, buddy, just thank you for for what you've been um, for those conversations we've gotten to have. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, what else we got going on? Got some exciting stuff coming down. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we can get uh, Snag Matt and get Pretentious on here and yep. talk about um, his um, his beer. Um, of course, we got Hexagon, and we're mm-hmm. trying to wrangle some more breweries. If any brewery, you know, a brewer that wants out wants to have their story told on the podcast, let us know. We'll yeah, we'll we'll record it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that we will. That we will. So, but well, we're just we're we're working on getting brewers on here, having conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a lot of good uh, uh, brewers. I went to the first. Uh, uh, it was the uh, what is it? Severeville. Yeah, it was Severeville. It was um, it was the Bruce Street Beer Festival. Okay, it was more geared to um, home brewers. Mm. But it, they had a the, this one home brewer had a um. um Green tomato goza. That's um, intriguing. It was like disgustingly delicious. <laughs> I, and it was like, I don't know, it was one of those flavors you're like, I'm not supposed to like this, but it's not that bad. Yeah. I know it was just, it was very, kind of, it was like an earthy, of course, the salty and the sour tartness. But yeah. It was, it was good. And then they, um, um, the pink boots was there. They they did a uh, a pumpkin, which was very tasty. It was like a pumpkin stout or a pumpkin border or something. Mm-hmm. I should know that. Rachel's gonna kill, kick me. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was it was good. Um, uh, the guys in um, uh, Chisholm uh, Brewery, Chisholm Tavern. Yeah, they're, I think they're still um, putting looking around for a brick and mortar. Oh, I'm uh, so excited because they're. 
They're not going to be your your typical downtown brewery. They're going to be actually out in um. Yeah, I think they're looking out west, for, west, for, 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 Yeah, I think they're looking for a spot out west. So. Or is it Farragut? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's they're still they're looking for, but the, I think they're they're from what I, I gathered from him that he wanted to be kind of more out west. I think, and I think there's another one brewery coming on Gay Street too. Hmm. Yeah, they're. I've heard, I, I've, I've heard rumor. I mean, there's you, all you kinds of rumors to get up to date I, I, on that. There's in Knoxville the the rumors about craft beer, all right, they change like every thirty seconds. So, <laughs> like, that they do. So, uh, but it was nice little festival. We had a lot of little home brewers. Yeehaw was there, so did that. That was that was a good little. Uh, got to talk to a lot of people. Blount County um, uh, Home Brewers Club, the um, mm-hmm. Gatlin, um, Brewers Club. Um, I'm trying to think what else who else was there. Crafty Basher was there. Um, um, mm. um, and that's one of the, and I talked to Aaron and that's one of the reasons why he wanted to do the, do that festival is because I mean um it I think Crafty Saw Works. Which uh, cheers to Crafty by the way. They yeah, also the got yeah, uh, best brewery in town this best, year. Yeah, best craft brewery in town. So um but uh, but Cold Fusion Crafty, um, uh, Cold Fusion, Crafty, Yeehaw, and Sawworks were the. I don't think I think those were the major like solidified breweries. Okay. Um, in um, in town there, but the rest of them were either not open or uh, homebrewers, and that's when the, I thought talked to Aaron from Crafty, and that's the reason why he wanted to do that festival because. It was about. It was more focused on the homebrewers. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, like and it and, that, and there was a lot of good homebrewers and and brewers clubs and stuff like that. So mm. um, it was a good chance for. Um, I hope it grows. I, yeah. I, mean, I hope because what you, some people love beer festivals that are in craft beer, and there's they're getting to say there's too many, mm-hmm. and there there's. We've I've had lots of conversations about that with different people, because um, especially in Knoxville, there's um, oh, there's like what four, four or five? five now. There's four or five now. Awesome. Let's see here. There's Brewbition. There's Bre- Knoxville Brewfest. There's um, isn't there one around the Rhythm and Blooms Festival? I mean, there's uh, no, uh, no, there's not, there's not, but there's something around that time period too. I don't know. And yet, I mean, then you have the Seven Towns and Tennessee Winter Beer Festival, which we did the podcast there last year, was was still awesome. Was which was it's a, it's a good little beer festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh yeah, that was a great beer festival. Yeah, that was good. We did it on the bus. Oh yeah, um, the uh, the lost episode, which we won't have that problem with our new recording equipment ever again. Um, but <laughs> the uh, that it was more that that the one in Survivor was more home beer driven, and that's what, and like I said that's why Aaron wanted to go, yeah. and um, and and that's what's great about the smaller festivals that that a Yeehaw, which has been some, even though they're I mean in the in the crappier landscape, Yeehaw is relatively new still, mm-hmm. but they have some um, kind of produ- they got a lot of promotion and a lot of. Uh, um, good finance and production behind them, um, where it's kind of cool. The homebrew guy can be right next to the yeehaw guy, mm-hmm. and they can be inside of side, and you can 
try like a, one of the major label brews and you could try a home brew and you can taste the difference and you you can see like you can contrast and compare and stuff like that and that's what's good about the festivals what if you don't like them or do, do like them is when especially when the festivals bring in the homebrew people mm. and homebrew crowd and brew, brewers clubs and it makes for like you just get to try these one-off crazy things you never had before yeah and and you never know it's not spark and spark it ideal from a major one of the major breweries there mm -hmm. it might um get somebody a job or something like that so yeah yeah that's it was nice little it was nice little festival i hope they keep doing it again and Hope uh, maybe maybe we can get humble beer up there to do like a see if we can talk them into letting us record like a, or something like a live like I I didn't get to go to this I was at some fancy gala um, hobnobbing with the mayor and a bunch of other folks but um, but I didn't get to go but it sounds like you had some good conversations with them but do they have like a stage or anything yeah, do you know okay they yeah um, we definitely the, need to check uh, that out um, Ross or should I say Tony. And uh, um, crafty. <laughs> <laughs> that only makes sense if you showed up like Friday night to see him dressed as Tony. Yeah. <laughs> he does, <this laughs> or was it Russ? I don't know. Yeah, um, he does the uh, dragonfly sound or whatever. Okay, he does sound, and he did the sound for the uh, oh sound for the. Uh, so we just gotta go to Crafty and talk to him about it. Yeah, perfect. That's See. fantastic. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, if you're listening. Yeah, which so, hopefully he is. Hopefully he is, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think people listen to us just to make fun of us sometimes, though. Uh, sometimes, but you know, we've, we've they got should, a good listening audience. I know, we do. we got, we got a great bunch of listeners. Um, but hey, speaking of homebrew, um, one of my best friends from um, here in Knoxville, childhood and all that, Aaron Sachs, is actually into homebrewing now. And he's living out in San Antonio. But he sent me some of his homebrew. Would you be interested in trying some? Heck yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a little break here. And uh, for those listeners, when we come back, we'll be trying some of Aaron's homebrew. There we go. And uh, this is not open for critique, so Aaron, don't worry. We're not going to shame you on the podcast if we think it's terrible, which I know it's not. I've already had some. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it'll, be, it'll just be a chance to try some homebrew from a friend. And, uh, and yeah, we'll just keep talking. All right. All right. Awesome. Right, and we are back. Just hanging out here. We got Aaron's beer. It is a um, it is a lovely California common. And um, and yeah, I just you know I, I find it awesome that Can you hear that. That's my wedding ring on the pot lamp. <laughs> I have to get used to that. Yes, fellas, when you get married and you drink beer, the pot lamp. Got to get used to the ring on the hand. Yeah, the, the pipe glass, clink, 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 clink. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, now, you know, just speaking of wedding rings, um, one thing I wanted with my wedding ring was something. <laughs> this is kind of funny. So I, I got a comfort band, as they call it. It's just a basic gold wedding band. It's really nice. And comfort band. Sounds, that sounds like stretchy pants. It, it's kind of the sweatpants of... <laughs> wedding rings the only the only thing to its credit is that it's a nice gold um gold band my wife got all traditional gold um because it matches her skin tone and all that stuff so i um yeah you know i, I chose to to match her ring set with a gold band of my own but anyways all that to say i haven't had a lot of trouble getting used to my ring because i got something comfy to begin with i didn't get a lot of 
ornate decoration. I also chose to go with gold because I had heard too many people say, well, you know, if you get this really awesome titanium one, it won't, they won't be able to cut you off and they'll have to cut your finger off if you're ever working on heavy machinery or a, you know, or an engine or anything. When have you ever worked on heavy machinery? And that's the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess a sewing machine can be pretty heavy. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. I was worried about getting stuck in the sewer. So, um, yeah, you know, singer's really rough, but well, no. I mean, I mean, that recording equipment looks pretty heavy, too. <laughs> Yes, well, the your camera. It's very heavy. Yes, camera and your your MacBook. They do call it a MacBook Air, don't they? Yeah, yeah. so it's it's a little lighter. Yeah, but anyway, but the the Kentucky. I almost said the Kentucky, California. I almost said the Kentucky Common. That's um. Oh, that's not not what this is. This is all the California Common. No, it's it's good. It's a home beer. It's a home brew. Aaron's Aaron's been working on doing some homebrew stuff. And it is very carbonated, like you. It, it's a little carbonated. Yeah, I like um, it. But you know, again, Aaron, you've done a you've done a fantastic job with it, and we're uh, we're grateful for you supplying the beer for the podcast for today. Um, That's good. Yeah. Um, Brought yeah. to you by Saxy Mama Brewing Company. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. That's what we do here. Not really. Yeah, really. I'm sorry. But it's good. It's really yeah. tasty. I'm trying to malt forward. Yep. Mm. As a you, it's easy drinking. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, even I mean, even the, even with the carbonation, like aside from that, like. And even with that, it's it's not bad. Not bad, not bad at all. Not bad at all. Good little tasty homebrew. Yeah, so good. And if anybody good job, wants Aaron. to send us homebrew, go right ahead. Please do. We will we will happily humbly talk about your beer on the podcast and, and give we'll you talk a about any beer on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Any some, beer, DJ. Some I say some some butthead's going to send me a pack of well, like Miller Lite, right? Yeah, going going back to friends that who should not be mentioned, Mike McConnell. Um, <laughs> we when we invited them over to our house for the first time, they brought us a nice little um, a little gift as a, as a gracious thank you for inviting us into our home, and they wrapped it all nicely, and it was just beautiful, you know, presentation. And I was like, oh, this is really sweet, and you know, I could I was like, I wonder what they brought us. I thought it might be a nice bottle of wine or something like that, and I opened it up, and it's a natty ice. There you go. That's as fancy as, as we get. Uh, hey. I think it said for a fancy gift for fancy friends. There you go. So, thanks again, Mike. We love you. Um, Mike's got like two mentions on podcast. I know. We're just like, golly, we're paying his promotion bill this week. I know. Yeah, that's that's why they didn't need promotion for Top Knox. Well, they got it through us. Never, there you go. <laughs> See what happens. So when you shouldn't you, feel guilty about being a used car salesman. Yeah, but it's a good, good, tasty little beer. Are you uh, excited about any beers coming out? Any fall beers? I mean, it is getting October. Um, I mean, I guess pumpkin beer season is full space. Are you, I mean, are you over that? I, mean, I think we may have talked about that know, before. I have actually avoided pumpkin beers. Yeah, I don't think I've had one year. yet this year so I, far. I had I had one at Crafty. No, yeah. I've had the I've had the, the yeah the Crafty one, which was really and good. The um, Pink Boots one, but I haven't. 
I just uh, oh my was that oh my gourd or whatever or, yeah the oh my gourd oh yeah which was which was really good I I will say like I love I love the stuff Crafty's doing but for the most part like my wife Bahar was the one to really drink the pumpkin beers and she's been on a um uh, basically a no carb diet she's been on this and and I know some people have got probably mixed feelings but they call it a a keto diet it's the idea that um. As you go on this diet, your body gets into ketosis, which can be a dangerous thing. Um, there are some dangerous strands of it, but it can be also be a really good thing because it's basically your body burning its own fat. Yeah. And it's training your body to do that. So all that to say, she can't really drink beer. Um, she did find out she can drink dry hopped ciders, apparently, mm. because they don't they don't contain gluten. Um, and so there she we were on a b- random beach trip Um in October with some friends, we just went down for a weekend at the beach just for the heck of it. And um, she ended up finding Rheingeist had a dry hop cider that she could drink. And so that was, that was fun. But I say all that to say, she's typically the reason any pumpkin beer exists in this house. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. I haven't been a huge fan of it since, um, since that awesome pumpkin beer from from Marble City Brewing, way back not, in the not to the be day. confused with their current name and current you know current brewers like the the old brew from Marble City was um, was my absolute favorite and I, I won't ever be able to get that again so I lament that but um, maybe one day we'll find it has some some way of making a comeback but yeah. I don't know They're like. But yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I think the pumpkin craze has toned down this year. Well, there's uh, been a lot of things making fun of it and trying to make it. Yeah, look I was gonna say cool. like the, the whole. Then there's there's this, the whole. Like it's not manly to drink it. This um, it's because I remember when. Is it, we, we, it, then is it all of a sudden not manly to drink lambics? I know, true, but there's a, there's <laughs> there's yeah there's been a lot of um, internet pushback against the pumpkin. Oh, the evil oh, pumpkin. The, Evil pumpkin. Yeah. But, well, there's you know pumpkin I everything still, now. I still like uh, and still my joy. Cottonwood pumpkin was the 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 first pumpkin ale that I ever had. Yeah. At um and I always like a good pump um a cottonwood pumpkin, which is uh um they also hills. They also started releasing them really early this year. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's I mean they start they started really like last year they started coming things started coming out in August and you're mm-hmm. like. I can't drink pumpkin when it's ninety five degrees. But exactly. Well, but it's it's eighty three degrees and it's October thirty so, yeah. today. So <laughs> East Tennessee, it'll be it'll be it'll be sixty sixty high tomorrow. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. But it's just, welcome to the South, right? Yeah. Welcome to the South. But but yeah, no. As far as like beer, I'm really looking forward to. I'm just looking forward to drinking more porters and stouts, and I'm really looking forward colder, to colder camp, weather. Yeah, colder weather, um, campfires. Yeah. And, you, and, and you don't want to, for me, I don't mean, you guys might be out there listening, might be something different, but I don't want a uh, fruity IPA while I'm by a campfire. No. So, I mean, I want a good stout. Um, I'm repping um, Foothills again. People's Porter is another of my favorite. Mm-hmm. The uh, coffee uh, Porter at Alliance is tasty. Um, and um, so I, I know... Some of the other breweries around here, well, they 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 release their coffee and their um, their porter a lot more of their porters and their like on the malt forward stuff and the the, mm-hmm. the, the tasty more winter brews here soon. So yeah. 
it's it's hard for me anymore to really say I'm looking forward to X beer coming around again because we've you know I've been in my office now for over a year and we're right across the street from Crafty Bastard now so I I really just am looking forward to what the breweries come up with in yeah. regards to supporters and, and stouts and as I mean I don't know if you find yourself like this but I have but as as um, the more breweries that is pop up in Knoxville the less even well, I mean, we're we were going back to the com- almost kind of going back to the conversation we had at the beginning of the podcast. The, the more of the big car, uh, uh, or the more of the brewers that pop up in Austin, the less national beer that I have. I mean, yeah. it, it, the less, not even like a Miller Coors. I'm talking about the, the less yeah. Sierra Nevada, the less uh, New Belgium, yeah, um, whatever. Because I'm gonna like if I drink a beer, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Crafty. I'm gonna go to Alliance. I'm going mm-hmm. to go to uh, soon go, I'm going to Hexagon. I'm not yeah. like, why do why I spend my money, spend my $10 on a, a accumulation from New Belgium, which is a great beer. I mean, yeah. it's a good uh, fall uh, or uh, winter seasonal. Really winter, but yeah. Yeah, winter seasonal. But you know what? But Crafty's going to have a great winter seasonal too. So I'm going to spend my money on a more local beer that's going to be. Like I'm gonna, I won't be able to get to drink the pint the first the first day it comes out. Yeah, my and, and my personal preference is for local beer. In fact, I think most of the time I go out to get a beer now, I choose a local bar or not a bar. Sorry, I choose a local brewery over going to a local bar. Yeah. Um, and then that for me has really changed my um, what I look at, and it's actually kind of weird when I go to a casual pint to grab a beer because I'm like I stare at the menu for forever, just going. Okay, what am I really in the mood for? What do I really like? Yeah. Versus versus somewhere like Crafty, where I know I can walk in and get the Tessellation Ale, or te- sorry, Ale Tessellation IPA. I can go to Alliance, and I I know they're always going to have their their Belgium IPA. Like there's there's just so much more like you know less less selection, but it's from a local brewery, so you're always going to want to try what they have on tap. Or what the newest beer is too, and you know, like like they had their um, oh my gourd, um, pumpkin ale, at crafty just this past week, and it was delicious. And, and uh, Alliance is doing the uh, cask nights every Tuesdays, so you get like a an off take on their or a different take on on their one of their regular beers. So yeah. I think they're doing a. Uh, I think we had a. What did I, I had a few weeks ago? Um, it was papaya. Um, IPA mm. uh, are infused with their IPA. Now they're getting, they're getting ready to do a their Citra Blonde with peaches, peaches or wow. something or um, stuff. You, like, I, mean, I need to make it down to Alliance way more frequently than yeah. I do. I just so, yeah. you you will when I live close by. <laughs> this but, is true. This is true. But um, um, yeah, like it's great to, get, to be able to get out there because and have the local pint and. A lot of the local breweries are doing the, the crowlers and the um, growlers, and um, not many of them are um, doing six packs or bottling right now. I think Fanatic is and um, Thoughtworks are the only two locally. Yeah, it's 
It's still hard to get them in the growler field. Um, Schultz, yeah, Schultz Brow's doing. Schultz, yeah, we didn't even um, mention Schultz. Schultz Brow's doing the. Schultz is doing great. Fields. We need get to- they are doing great, and oh my gosh, we need to have Nico on the podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah we just do. Uh, just needs to. Yeah, just need to get on that. We need to get on that. We need to like hog time or something. He's so hard to get a hold of sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're making that much beer and drinking the liters, like everybody says that. Um, Asheville is the be- the um, the beer capital of the southeast, but we got a beer castle. <laughs> <laughs> Knoxville has a beer castle. We do a castle completely, completely dedicated to beer. So, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, man, it's um, yeah, just a lot of great stuff going on in Knoxville, guys. I think one of the other things, just to going back to beer up- or podcast updates. Um, I know DJ and I have said this before, and we're definitely going to start doing it now, but just doing a monthly update just from he and I, or us, I guess. It's like I'm talking like you're not here. Um, you and I just doing monthly podcasts like this, just hanging out, talking. So you, you'll get to hear more of this. Um, I hope you like it, um, in addition to some of the breweries that we're talking to. But um, but yeah. And hopefully maybe like we can bring more people in, like as we get to know more of the breweries and... and and we get that uh, almost like we have that initial interview with them, and that's great, and I love that. But as we get to know them and get that almost get that initial interview kind of almost out of the way, I hate to sell that, that say yeah. that as oh no, 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 everybody no. wants to people want people want to hear to know you interview basically yeah, the, 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 get the nuts and bolts out of the way and get and and uh, or I, I said that backwards get. Get the formalities out of the way and get to the nuts and bolts would be the good, okay. I guess way I, the okay. way I was want to say it. And as get to the, the the fun and get to the personalities of some of these people that we've had on yeah. before. Um, so and, and I like having the reoccurring people on yeah. and 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 hopefully we've like, had some reoccurring yeah, guests. We had several reoccurring guests, but have Ratchet, Mike McConnell. Uh, yeah, but have like <laughs> a um, a. Um, uh, Matt Cummings on, then get him, get him to drag him in to sit down with us just, more just often. Hang out in my my crappy bonus room. <laughs> Soon you'll have a crappy bar. Am I right? So it won't be crappy. <laughs> hopefully, no. It better not be. It'll be awesome. I know, but but yeah, uh, no. So lots of exciting things to come, and yeah, just lots of fun stuff happening. So. Um, I guess with that said, we'll we'll just go ahead and wrap up. I mean, there's there's not really yeah yeah that was our BS podcast yeah yeah pretty our BS awesome and podcast just hanging around talking. Um, just before we go, just do if you don't already, do find us on Facebook, do find us on Twitter. We're at Humble Beer Pod um, on Twitter, and you can just search our Humble Beer Podcast. Um, you know, on on the Facebook, if you wanna if you wanna check us out there, and then online, of course, you can find us online at humblebeerpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so just remember to check that. Um, right. If you could too, also podcast. Um, just on that note, please do rate us. We're you're able to find us on the iTunes store or the the, the podcast store, and then also on Google Play. So um, please do give us a review. Um, you know, let us know what you think about the podcast. It'd be great to hear that. And if we get any good reviews from you guys, we'll read them off on um, the next time DJ and I catch up. So we'll 
we'll you know make sure that y'all are maybe uh, maybe we could uh talking if about you're us. locally we could work out like a cool six-pack deal or something yeah yeah, we can yeah, work out yeah get a curated six-pack from <laughs> humble beer podcast if you give us a review and, and we choose to read your review we'll give you give you that um if you're local so anyways yeah guys it's been it's been great and um and, well, we, we i don't know if we've had we mentioned this in a while uh, the uh intro music Kelsey's Woods. Oh yeah, yeah. As always, thank you to Kelsey's Woods. They they play. They're always playing around downtown Knoxville. Just look them up, Google them, and let them thank them for letting us use their little clip of music. Absolutely. All righty. Well, with that said, uh, this has been Chris Hill. This is DJ Loop. And remember to stay humble and drink more beer and try new beers. Oh, and try new beers. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that part. And stay humble about our taglines. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we change them every two seconds. But drink more beer and humble beer. Try new beers. Yay. Be humbler about the beers that you drink. Be the most humblest ever. 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 Yeah, we're humbler. Now. And scene. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway down in the bottom of a bottle and I ain't going to change my way. podcast listeners <laughs> i would like to point out that ben just ben, showed up we were i brought him in circle here ben from alliance just showed up ben, awesome. ben, ben what is your role ha- happy to be here sorry i'm late uh, i'm the assistant brewer for alliance brewing oh, i thought company. you were awesome. gonna say i'm just here so i'm gonna get fine yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, welcome welcome to ben thank you yeah so it was it's, it's Great to have. We're talking about yeast strains over here. Cool. Contract. So just like, just just letting you know. Yeah, no. And I mean, like, what do you do here? And like, like, how how do you fit in there? Like, we were talking about like, we were talking about how like the like having your own yeast strain is that good or bad? Like like it like a calf killer does. Well, I think it's good. I think you know you need to know exactly what. You know, your product is doing and, you know, cultivating your own yeast strain is a great start, you know. Happy yeast, happy beer, you know. Like, so, so like, like when, you, when you're brewing with, when you're brewing with Alliance and stuff, like, like what, what do you envision your job and your role and your future and stuff like that? Yeah, well. As stepping into here, like, so you're stepping into the conversation and stuff like that. Just no, I, yeah, like, I, I like, appreciate that. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm the assistant brewer for Alliance Brewing Company, so I work directly with Adam uh, creating uh, the beer uh, for the brewery. <laughs> uh, basically, I do a lot of cleaning and uh, tightening up of the ship and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, things are in order, organized and uh, straight so that when we come in to brew in the mornings, everything re- goes really smoothly. Um, I like to be creative with the beer, get inspired by things, uh, bring my own personal experiences to the table, and share that with Adam, and yeah, that's, go that's, from that's, there. That's 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 what I was I was I was wanting to talk to talk about with you guys, you and with with all with all of you guys here eventually. That's like <laughs> he. I, I know I I know Ben from from way back and and he's and I know I know Ben and you. I bet I mean you, lots. You're, I mean, look at the lot. 
You're a painter. You're you sculpt, don't you? Or yeah, you... no, my my. I got a degree in uh, painting from UT. I have a yeah. mas master's yeah. in fine arts. Yeah, you're, you're fine arts. Yep. And I mean, I, I don't know your art background and so uh, like that. Philosophy. Philosophy. From UT. But, 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 that actually, <laughs> You're talking soft sciences here. Yeah. I'm coming in with sociology. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Like but, a shot. Yeah, but, oh, but what I'm can't saying is, we're not is, in our fields, like, guys. Like somebody was shocking. Like, like, like the one, one of the reasons why I, I saw you walk in, I was like, yes, I want, I want to talk to you because because yeah. sure. you have that. Art background and that so kind of parlays into the craft beer culture, and yeah. and how how does that parlay into to you and to um, Adam here and Crafty Bastard? How does that all play in? Like, how does the art you think play into the craft? Well, I think yeah. beer is kind of known as an art and a science, um, yep. you know, simultaneously. So I think you know having that kind of intuitive approach to what you're making, you know, being willing to take risks, make mistakes as you would as an artist, sort of putting yourself out there, you know, understanding the history, the context of the beer that you're making, just the whole thing. You can sort of translate the language of art making directly over the process of making beer. Um, and you can, you know, you, you, you eat it with your eyes first, then you drink it, there's tastes, it's subjective, it's, you know, you know, it comes from a broad range of experiences and histories as far as the products are concerned. So, I don't know. You can really apply art speak to beer quite easily. And, and one more quick question before we, I want to move on to this same kind of topic with other people before we disperse yeah, and, yeah. And, and everything. How do you kind of equate or relate the visual, tangible art to and because you do art like as in, yeah, I think, in paintings and culture how do you relate to that to craft yeah, beer I think I think for me it's really about process and time you know if I would speak directly about what it's like to make a painting it starts with no nothing basically a blank canvas and you start working with it and over time it evolves you could even say that a painting ferments you know metaphorically speaking you know, I like that. And so it's about time and process and being engaged in the process in a sort of unique, uh, intuitive fashion, you know, and bringing, you know, kind of your, for, you know, for art, it's a visionary experience for yeah. beer. It's a taste experience, you know, and you're sort of, you know, training your taste buds to get better and better at tasting beer and tasting off flavors and you're in search of you know a quality product at the end and so it's kind of in a lot of ways you know the long and short of it's just, it's the same sort of process one one of the things if, if i might add in that i've noticed yeah, well that i've noticed about craft beer